Masters for five weeks, taking him on his business journeys up and down the country. At first he wasn't sure if the boy had the same inclinations as himself, but as he grew to know him, the shyness and the quiet loneliness of his protégé seemed slowly to dissolve that incredible gap he'd always felt with other men. Why Francis had decided to become a salesman he'd never discovered. He wasn't the type— Guilfoyle could hold his own in the company of any group of men. He could be the typical bluff salesman, the dirty jokes, the sly wink, the back-slapping, the professionalism of his trade hiding any imperfections in his maleness. He was a good actor. Francis was different. It seemed the shadow of his homosexuality dampened his natural spirits, guilt tainting his moods. But he wanted to prove himself to be accepted, and he had chosen a career that would make him forget his own personality by reflecting that of others. The third week, they'd stayed in a small hotel in Bradford. Only double rooms were available, so they shared one with single beds. They'd been drinking most of the afternoon with a client, after lunch, taking him to the usual local strip club. Gilfoyle had watched Francis in the darkened basement called a club because it had a bar and a membership fee. The boy had watched the girls all right, but not with the exaggerated look of lust shown on the face of their client, and on himself, of course. And when the final sequined garment of the girl had been thrown aside, he slapped the boy's thigh under the table with skilful heartiness, letting his hand linger just for a moment but long enough for their eyes to meet. And then he knew. Oh, that glorious moment when he really knew. There had been signs after the first week, of course. Little tests, Gilfoyle had set. Nothing daring, nothing that could cause even slight embarrassment if rebuffed. But he'd been right. He knew. He'd seen the smile in the boy's eyes. No surprise, not even apprehension, and certainly not alarm. The rest of the afternoon passed with a dreamlike quality. His heart beat wildly every time he looked at the boy, but still he acted superbly. His vulgar and ugly, most definitely ugly, client never suspected. They were men in a man's world, leering at big-breasted, deformed women. The boy was a bit green, of course, but they'd shown him how real men acted when they were confronted by naked thighs and fleshy tits. Guilfoyle emptied his glass of scotch, threw back his head, and laughed. When they got back to the hotel, the hotel Guilfoyle had chosen for special reasons, the boy was sick. He wasn't used to drink, but Guilfoyle had plied him with whisky all afternoon. Now he began to have regrets. Perhaps he'd overdone it. Francis had been sick in the cab on the way back from the club, and then again in their room, in the sink. Guilfoyle had ordered black coffee and poured three cups into the half-conscious boy. There was a mess on the boy's coat and shirt, so Guilfoyle tenderly took them off and scrubbed the worst spots in hot water. Then Francis began to cry. He was sitting on his bed, head in his hands, his pale shoulders shuddering convulsively. A lock of fair hair fell over his long, thin fingers. Guilfoyle sat next to him and put his arm over the boy's shoulder— The boy's head leaned into Guilfoyle's chest, and then he was cradling him in his arms. They stayed like that for a long time, the older man rocking the younger one back and forth like a five-year-old until the sobbing faded into an occasional whimper. 
Guilfoyle slowly undressed Francis and put him into the bed. He gazed at him for a while, then undressed himself. He got in beside the boy and closed his eyes. Guilfoyle would never forget that night. They'd made love, and the boy had surprised him. He wasn't the innocent he had seemed. Nevertheless, Guilfoyle had fallen in love. He knew the dangers. He'd heard the stories of middle-aged men and young boys, knew their vulnerability. But he was happy. For the first time, after making love to another man, he felt clean. Purged was the feeling of guilt. Gone was the feeling of self-contempt, disgust. He felt free and alive, more alive than he'd ever been. They'd gone back to their company after collecting a fair-sized order from their client in Bradford, and all had gone well for a while. Guilfoyle expected to be area.